0: Hey, this is sean mandoli and i'm the pastor of sanctuary la and you're listening to our podcast thank you for joining us i hope this message encourages and inspires you remember to follow us on social media at my sanctuary la and enjoy the message all right uh, you guys ready to get into the bible all right we're we're uh, just in part two of our series stewards um, And uh, last week, we talked about time, stewarding time. We're stewards of time that uh, when we cross over into eternity, we're going to give an account to how we spent our time. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're going to give an account uh, to what we did with our gifts, what God put inside of us. Somebody say amen. And we're going to give an account with, with the resources God has given us, all right? So last week was time. Today we're going to talk about gifts, uh, what God put inside of you. Every person in here is gifted. Uh, look at the person next to you and tell them, and say, I say, I'm gifted. All right, I know it's kind of quiet there. I know it kind of might feel weird. Come on, say it like you, like you know something. Come on, look at somebody, tell them I'm gifted. All right, all right. Look at, look, now you look at three people and tell them they're gifted. Come on, tell them, tell them, three people. Gifted. All right. So we're going to talk about that. We will give an account. We will give an account to God. We'll give an account for the, what he puts inside of us. All right. And so we're going to just share a couple of scriptures here and I'll get you um, on out of here so you can go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And so let's pray here. If we could turn in your Bibles to first Peter chapter four. Uh, and we're going to start in verse ten. We're just going to share a few scriptures here. I, we got some a lot, some friends in the building that we haven't seen in a minute, but it's good to see Grace and Matt here. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the building. They, they just be sneaking in sometimes, like. So it is pleasant. It's awesome to see you guys, and it's good to see Diego and Saudi here. They, Saudi, they. I'm not, I'm not jealous or nothing, but they're just like traveling the world. You know, you know, when you follow people on Instagram, you're like, dang, I wish I was there. But uh, all over Europe and all this and that. No, anyway, but it's awesome. Yeah. But it's good to see you guys. It's good to see y'all. Welcome home. All right. Here we go. First uh, Peter chapter four, verse 10. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you for the word of God. Uh, Lord, we honor it uh, for what it is. We thank you, Lord. It's not just a history book. It is it is God's book. It is a divine. It is divine script. It has been scripted by your hand and it is God breathed. So Lord, when we crack this thing open and read it and look at it and preach it, we're changed into the very image of God. So I pray God today that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ in your people and that we would have fellowship one with another at your table. Lord, we wanna be changed, we don't wanna be the same. We didn't come to church to have church, we came to church to be more like Jesus. So when we get out here head out into this world, they don't, they don't meet me, they meet Jesus in the Jesus in me. They don't come in contact with my attitude, they come into contact with your attitude, God. So, so Lord, we pray we're changed we, that Lord, you, you remake us again more like who you are in Jesus. Mighty name I pray, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay, here we go. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. we're going to talk about stewarding spiritual gifts, stewardship. I'm going to read the scripture, but stewardship is basically, um, us managing what God has given us. Everything we have, it is not ours. It, a stewardship mentality is, man, God gave this to me. I better, I better do right by it. God gave me my wife. She is a gift. She, God has given her to me. I, I seized that blessing. I took that blessing home with me. I put a ring on that blessing. I put my name on that blessing. I'm going to walk this thing out until I go meet with Jesus. Somebody say Amen. I will give an account to God with how I led and loved this woman here on the front row. Somebody say stewardship. Stewardship. I will give an account to God for all the resources that are in my hands. I will give an account to God for those resources. I will give an account to God on this church one day. Every every day I give an account. but On one day, I'm going to answer to God with the outcome of your spiritual growth. All right, so make sure you're reading the Bible, because i got to answer to God for this. Help a brother out. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, help a brother out. Help him out. There's a lot of pressure on this little, that little white boy up on stage. Come on, read your Bible, pray every day. Come on, now you'll grow, grow, grow. All right, amen? All right, so, so help a brother out, okay? No, but really, everything, think about it. What is in your hands? God has given you, you are stewarding that. And stewardship is, God gives it to you. Uh, Sometimes he gives us raw material and God's saying, I need you to make something out of this. Amen? Well, sometimes he'll give you, uh, um, he'll give you, uh, he'll put you in a relationship, but that relationship, that person's more raw material, and God's going to help, God wants you to steward that thing. God gave me children, and he's like, how are you going to raise them? How are you going to help form their emotional state of being, their intellectual aptitude, their spiritual well-being? I uh, will stand before God f- for the outcome of Domenico, Giovanna, and Luciano. No, I am not in the mafia. But those are the name of my children, <laughs> right? I will give an account to God. My my wife wouldn't let me call our lady, our our new baby boy. He wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let me call him Guido. So I so I said, "What about Luciano?" She's like, "All right, we could do that." Um, it took a while though. It took some months. So she's like, "We'll nickname him Luca then." So, anyways, it has nothing to do with my message. But I will give. We give an account. Somebody say stewardship. It's a good thing. It's how God operates. Why? Because he trusts you. I'm going to read the scripture in a minute, but he trusts you. Everything he's given you, it tells you that God trusts you with something. It's how God operates. God does not micromanage us. He gives you something. He says, what are you going to do with it? The parable of the talents. He gave them talent. Talent was, a, it was, it was, it was money. It was currency. He's like, here, um, I'm going to be back. Give an account. and You're going to have to give an account of your stewardship. What would you do with it? And, what, and and um, most of them multiplied it. One of them buried it. And he said, what did he call that person that buried, that didn't do nothing with what God gave him? He said they were, what were they? Wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy. Somebody say, not me, Jesus. Not me. Right? So, so, so this is kingdom. This is, this is life. Life is stewardship. Everything. Think about it. everything in our hands. God's like, man, I'm going to trust you with this. What you going to do with it? I'm going to give you, Dominico, raw material. High energy boy. I got energy from 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 the coming up of the sun to the going down of the same. That brother is on one like all day. Even before he goes to bed. I'm like, what is wrong with you? you tire me out. Right? Uh, so so every everything, everything. We, we are stewards. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a steward. I'm a steward. Okay. So here we go. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts now. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. As each one. All right. Look at your neighbor. Tell them. You're going to have to participate with me. Look at your neighbor and tell them. That's you. That's you. You're one of them. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, that's, I'm one of them. Each one. Everyone. Everyone has received a gift. Everyone. Here's my first point. You're, you're called, anointed, and gifted. Everyone here. You are called by God. You are anointed by God. Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One. He called us with a holy calling, and it says each one has received a gift. You're called, anointed, and gifted. Everyone here, man, you are anointed and appointed. There is purpose inside of you. I say this all the time. There is so much more in you than you realize. There is so much more in this community than people realize. There is so much more inside of your spirit, your soul, than others realize. Even more than your mama. Your mama might believe in you more than anybody, but there's more in you than your mama even realizes. Amen. How many of you know, you know uh, most people, not everyone, but uh, you know, anybody got a good mama, like your mama, just but even when you were acting a fool, she's like, That's my baby. <laughs> Come on now. Your mama believe? yeah. Okay. Um, but but I'm here to tell you right now, God put more in you than mama even knows. God put more in you than than you even realize. And, and I want to encourage you with this, that you're called, anointed, and gifted. Let's just start there. You need to start your day off. I am called, I'm anointed, and I'm gifted. What does anointed mean? It means the presence of God, the Holy Spirit is on me. Is in me. He is, um, it, another word for anointing in the Greek, it just mean, it means oil. It means to smear. It's oil. And oil is representative of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. And when you are saved and walking with God, God smears, puts, some, puts some stuff on you. He, he puts it on you. He smears some good stuff on you. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I got the good stuff. Yeah. All right, I'm anointed. You, the Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One. All right, you know, um, and so you need to start with that. That's how you need to start. That's a starting point. We're going to talk about stewardship, but you need to settle the score right now. There's some good stuff inside of you. Purpose in the heart of a man is like deep water, the Bible says, but a man of understanding draws it out. That's what I'm saying. You're you're deep. There's deep. There's depth. There's purpose. There's profoundness inside of you. You say, man, Pastor Sean, you know what I've been through, what I've done wrong don't matter. God still put that in you. Greatness inside of you. God wouldn't put you here if there wasn't greatness inside of you. I don't care. People hate it on you. People, people try to push you down. People judge you because of the color of your skin. You get hated on for this and that. You need to. You need to just let that. You need to let the oil on you. Let that stuff roll off of you like 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 water off a duck's back because a, the, a duck water falls off a duck because ducks are oily. All right, you got to let that stuff just roll right off of you and you need to settle the score that I'm called, I'm anointed, I'm gifted. I said I'm called, I'm anointed, and I'm gifted. Say this with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Say I'm called. Say it again. Say I'm called. I'm anointed. And I'm gifted. All right. All right. Let the devil know. Come on, somebody. Say let the devil know. As each one has received a gift. All right, H1, received. That word received, here we go. If you're taking notes, in the Greek, the word received means this. It means to actively lay hold, to take. A, to take. It's not, this definition of the word uh, receive is the word lambano. It, it does not mean to passively receive. It means to actively go after. I'm called, I'm gifted, and I'm anointed. That's how we receive in the kingdom, is we declare what God has said, all right? Now, sometimes we say in the Christian world, like, okay, I'm just going to receive, and there's nothing wrong with that. Come on, any church folks in here, you know, I'm just receiving, you know, come on now. Some of y'all been doing this in worship, you know. Nothing wrong with that, but this word, lumbano, in the Greek, means to actively go after, All right. Many of you, you actively gone after your career. you actively have pursued some things, achieved some things, accomplished some things. And I'm here to tell you right now, you got to do the same thing to the understanding of the gifts that God had put in you. All right. That's what it means. It means to lay hold of aggressively, actively accepting what is available. How many of you know that everything, every gift inside of you is available to you because it's inside of you. But just because it's available and just because it's in there doesn't mean it's going to be activated or released because you have to actively go after that stuff. You got to pursue it. Come on now. Come on. You know how to go after stuff. Some of y'all went after your girlfriend. You were aggressive. Come on now, you, you, come on ladies, you saw that, you, you, that, that, that that boy you liked or whatever and you, you put it on him aggressively, yeah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, preaching good Pastor Sean, I'm going to speak in third person because you guys aren't amen to me, but you got to go after what God put inside of you like that, I say you got to go after what God put inside of you like that. Some of you guys, you went after you go after your career. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Some of you guys, you go after what it is that you want. My kids are aggressive. We go into Target, and we we've learned as we take our children into Target. They're seven and, and five right now, the two oldest ones, and we need to tell them before we go in. Look, we're getting mama and dad of stuff. You can look at the toys, but we're not getting any. We have made the mistake at times for not preparing them with clarity before we go in. So, and they're not looking to know. So once they get in, they're like, oh, hey, they didn't say it. So they're going after some toys. They walk really slow through the toy section. Where's Gia? Gia hiding behind the Barbie section. Right there. Aggr- they, they, they know what they want, and they're going to aggressively go after what they want. Come on, anybody? Come on, parents. Talk to me here. Help me out. Am I the only one? Am I the only parent in here? You know, they 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 are pursuing that thing, and we gotta be that intentional. Well, we're walking with God, and we're gonna go after. We're gonna do whatever it takes. We're gonna we're gonna find out what's inside of myself. I'm gonna find out what God put in there. There's goodness in there. There's all kind of stuff in there. Look at your neighbor. Say there's all kind of stuff in there. I said this before, it's like some good, you know, stew, you know, it's all the good stuffs at the bottom, it's like some pozole, you know, you got to stir it up because it's down there, come on now, come on, you got to stir it up like, like some deep, deep bowl pho, you know what I'm saying, it's all down there, you got to pull it out, you know, and you, you ever get to the bottom and you start drinking it, it's like super spicy, it gets you right here, right, it's the good stuff, And there's some good stuff in you, it's always at the bottom, Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's always, it's like, you got it. That's why you got a big old, you need a spiritual, what is that, a ladle? You need a spiritual ladle. Just, ooh, get in there. You need to, you know, like anybody back in the day, I'm aging myself, but anybody like nowadays, like, I don't know if people drink Kool-Aid, but you had to stir it up from the, you needed a long wooden spoon or it wouldn't be sweet at the top because the water's cold and you want the sugar to melt. And nowadays, they use all kind of weird stuff that melts in water. But back in the day, it was like just white sugar. And it took, it took a while to melt. Somebody say amen. amen. So you gotta stir it. Somebody say stir it, stir it up. That's why the Apostle Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift. Yeah. It's your responsibility, Timothy. A spiritual father, Apostle Paul, speaking to a spiritual son, son, stir up the gift. God put it there, but you got to stir it. God put the ingredients in there, but you got to make it. God put the good thing in there, but you, and another term, another um, translation says, you got to fan the flame. God put the flame in there, but you got to work that thing. You got to stir up that thing. If you want the good stuff, you got to get it, you got to dig up in there, okay? All right? So, gift. Gift is grace. It's the word charisma, and it literally means. Divine favor, grace, endowment. Everybody in here is endowed with grace. you got to minister it, the Bible says. Here we go. I'm going to read it again. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. Somebody say good steward. As good stewards. here. See the correlation. Gift, minister, good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Everyone in here. I am not... I, as a spiritual leader, a pastor, am accountable for how I lead and pastor this community. But I'm going to tell you right now, you are accountable for what you do with what God put in you. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that he gave the earth to the children of men. He gave the earth to man. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, but the Bible says he's given it steward it, steward it, okay, I'm gonna break down, I'm gonna break this down here about your spiritual gifts, here we go, if you're taking notes, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna give you some things here, I'm gonna talk to you about discover your gifts here, how do I discover that, Pastor Sean, here's some things here, if you're taking notes, pray and ask God to reveal to you what God put in you, have you done that, God, what'd you put in there, what's up in there, that, what's down in that, in that pot of pozole, I don't know about, What's down inside of me, God, that I haven't even touched yet? What's down in there? Ask God, Lord, what is it that you put in me? Lord, reveal that to me. Come on, pray about what God put in Here's another thing. Here's another point here. You got to walk in obedience to God. Here it is. Because your gifts, I was sharing this in Growth Track this morning, but your gifts will manifest and come alive on the road of obedience if you just cuz when you're on when you're in God's will God's will is for your purpose to come alive so if you are in God's will, you are in those relationships of God. You know these are of God. You're, you're connected to a local church community. You're in community. You're doing what you're called to do. You're, you're, you're listening to God. You're doing what he called you to do. You're following through on what he has said to you, for you to do. You Those, those things will begin to manifest. I, when I went to um, Bible college, I didn't really feel that I was called to preach necessarily. But I went to Bible college right when I turned 20. Oh, I was almost 21 years old. I did not know I was really called to preach and teach the word or be a pastor, but I felt God telling me. Somebody say obedience. So I moved from Southern California, or sorry, from um, Northern California. I'm from the Bay Area. And so literally within seven days of of, uh, me just praying about something, I left my hometown and came down here. Came down here, didn't really have any promise of anything. I just got in a plane and back then there was like... I don't even think there was internet, man. Lord Jesus. But I remember calling the airline, like getting a plane ticket. (laughs) Some of y'all remember that? When you had like the card tickets and you had like the little, you had to perforate it. Get your piece. And anyway, some of you were laughing at me. But I got my plane ticket and I came down here um, and and I was in that Bible college for a year. And I just still question, God, is this really, you know, I was going through it. I was, I felt like I was walking with God and doing what he called me to do, but it was no defining moment, but I felt like I was on the road of obedience. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever obeyed God and followed God? And you're like, God, is this really like, is this it? Anybody, can anybody relate to me? Uh, You you obey God, you're following God, and you're like, man, when's this thing gonna pop open? When when am I gonna get that next thing, God? When when are you gonna just drop it on me, or whatever it is? Um, And and now I'm like, God, I'm just gonna obey him regardless. I'm not looking for any kind of, you know, some light show or whatever, or some audible voice per se. Uh, But I remember one year in, I was in this uh, class, it was a preaching class where you'd get up and teach a little Bible lesson, right? And just like, they called it preaching with power, right? And so all the students come up, you get your little five minutes. And I was like discouraged before, because the day before, whatever, I shared it with another student, and they're like, oh, man, that's uh, all right, check out mine. And I was like, man, you just like, you know, you know, rained on my parade. I thought it was, I thought, I thought I was called anointed and gifted, right? It's like, man. And so I was, I was a little discouraged. So, I, OK, I put my notes together and then I got up on the stage and I started just teaching and I experienced something I never experienced before where, um, where I was literally uh, like uh, beside myself. I was I was way more confident than I actually am. Um, I was making icon. I just I felt the presence of God and I got off of that stage and I was like that was wild. And I just like played it off like I've been doing this, you know? And, and, I, and it was almost awkward and other people were like, man, I thought that was just a little skater kid from Northern California. Like what in the world? But on the road of obedience, God, and I wasn't looking for that, but God confirmed. There's something in you, Sean, this is what, this is what God told me after, that you are responsible for. And it happened on the road of obedience. All right. So how do I do, how do I discover word of obedience? Okay. It's interesting. Uh, when we, uh, we had our um, dream team Christmas breakfast yesterday. It was awesome with all our volunteers. Come on, give it up for anybody that serves in. It. Come on, give it up for the team here. It was awesome. Um, and my, my wife wanted to do these little games where you put a bunch of candies in a jar and you have to guess how many's in there. Anybody play those games? Anybody just don't like those games because you never win? right? Yeah. No. But we did this, and, and this is the thing. They say that when you when you look at some, here, check this out. This, I'm talking about the greatness that's inside of you and the human nature. We, they say that when you look at that, you, you're going to come up with a number, and they say you need to double that, because by nature, we always downplay what we think's inside something. And uh, my son actually won one of them. Just, I mean, it's not a competition thing or anything like that, but... Um, and it wasn't rigged. No, no, but, but it's true. Like my wife was saying, when you guess it, you got to come up with your number, then double it because there's way more in you than you realize. And then we had some of the young people in there. They literally counted the top level and then they counted rows. I'm like, that is genius. They had their, their phones out, like supercomputer calculators in their phones. They're like writing notes and numbers down and everything. But I'm here to tell you right now that there is more in you than you realize. And you need to discover that. Discover it. There's great. There's more in you. Whatever you think is in you, double that. I said, whatever you think is in you, double that. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you could ask or think. Somebody say amen. All right. Here's another one. How do I discover? You got to serve somebody. Serve somebody somewhere. I don't know what I'm called to do. I'll tell you what everybody's called to do. We're all called to serve. Find somebody to serve and you're gonna find, road of obedience, you're gonna find out what you're called to do. Amen, and don't be scared to fail. Don't be scared to, don't be scared to mess up. Come on now, failure isn't final. Failure is not who you are. Failure's part of the journey. It has nothing to do with identity. It has to do with development. Separate failure from who you are and just make it part of your development. I'm gonna do a little better this time. Come on, you ain't. if you aren't failing in anything, you're not trying anything. Try something. See, mess up big, mess up fast. Do it, go, mess it up. I mean, i failed my driver's test every time. Recent, no, not that recent. I mean, but I went back, man. I want to drive this car. And I, I'll be honest with you. She was so gracious. I think the third time she like kind of helped me out with the exam. Not supposed to do that. But, but look, I, I, I haven't been in an accident recently. But you got to just keep... You got to just go, like, man, like, don't beat yourself up. Failure is part of the process. I mean, we're all failing. I mean, do it. You know, get around some people that will encourage you, that won't allow your pity party to take over your whole identity. Please, get somebody that just smacks you upside the head sometime. In the Holy Ghost. Throw Holy Ghost in it's okay. But for real, like, why, why, why can't, why, 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 you get all locked up, dang, afraid to try nothing? Go for it. Do it. Come on now. Discover. Come on. Part of the process of discovering what God put in you is finding out what he didn't. Come on now. Process of elimination. All right. I'll be honest. When I first got saved as a teenager, the storefront church, Pentecostal deliverance church, I joined the choir. (laughs) What is so funny about that? See, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let my failure speak to who I am. I know who I am. I'm gifted. I'm anointed and I'm called, but not to do that. <laughs> some of y'all clapping like he, he realizes. How many of you know? You know, some people, like you, if you mess, if it, if it ain't you, quit trying. <laughs> yeah. Come on, some folks are like, no, 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 no. You didn't need to come down out of that tree. You're climbing up the wrong tree. That is not what you're, right? Come on now. You need some people to help you get to where you're gifted and called because that's where you're going to thrive. That's where purpose is. That's where confidence is. That's where the reason I get up in the morning is in my purpose, what I'm called to do. It was horrible. I still can't sing. And these It was like our little youth choir choir. We did that song in Sister Act, you know. Um, uh, Which one? Yeah, Oh Happy Day. I sang that in a youth choir. You know what I'm saying? Have my suit and tie. (laughs) Look, I was so bad. They took me in the closet to practice. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. And she was like, no, 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 no. Come down a little bit. Come up. That was it. That was my last choir. Literally. There's a closet on the side. Like, just like this. And that's where I practice. <laughs> yeah, get him. Get him over there. <laughs> Somebody say, find out what you're called to do. And don't be, don't be tripping on failure. <laughs> Come on now. Somebody say amen. amen. Here it is. Here's the second thing. I'm not even going to get through my points, but develop your gifts. you got to discover. Here's how you develop them. I've kind of shared some things already. You need three people in your life that are strong in what you're gifted in. Find three people that are doing what you are called to do. Get around them. I personally, I meet with other pastors that I see as doing great things in the kingdom. I have coffee with them. I cold call pastors all the time. I, I DM them on Instagram. Hi, I'm just a pastor of a small church in Ball Heights. wondering if you want to get some coffee. What if I stopped at the first 10 that didn't never reply? Come on now. I'm going to find some people that are doing what I'm, I'm going to learn. I'm going to develop. I'm going to develop, all right? Here it is. Here's another point here. If you're taking notes, you need an unreasonable commitment to increasing in the area you're called in. It's not going to be reasonable, and not everybody's going to understand it, all right? It's got to be unreasonable, all right? Like my brother, uh, Emmanuel, he's taking a four-hour exam uh, tomorrow to be uh, licensed clinic I can't, I, it takes me time to say these words, licensed clinical social worker. He's already doing that thing, already has all kind of degrees, but he's applying himself, and one of his friends like, yeah, good luck. He's like, no, 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 I, no, no luck here. The blessing. I mean, that's a man of God right there. He's like, no, I don't want luck, okay? Luck, you know, that root word, Lucifer, I don't want that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> all right, <laughs> for real, that's what I, Eman told me that in the lobby before. He was like, no, no. But that's something in his spirit said, no, nah, I want the blessing on the same. Unreasonable. It doesn't line up with what everybody thinks. My commitment is going. you're going to think I'm radical. Nah, I'm just committed to what I'm called to do. And my calling, I'm going to have to say no to some things. I'm going to say no to some things because it ain't in the lane that I'm called to be in. I'm going to find out what I'm called to do. I don't have to say yes to everything and everybody, but I'm going to say yes to what is on the path God's called me to do. Come on now. Unreasonable commitment, increasing the knowledge about your gifts. Whatever that is, read books, listen to podcasts. I am a podcast junkie when it comes to uh, church leadership and stuff like that. I mean, it's unreasonable. So, you know, it's just uh, I'm called to do that. So I'm going to develop what I'm called to do. I got a lot of work to do. Things don't always just come easy for me. I need, to, I need to learn, I need to, I need to get in my lane and develop myself as a, as a leader in what I'm called to do. Here's another one, I already kind of said this, but don't fear failure, fail forward, okay? When you fail, you're gonna need to change your language. What happened when you tried that? Oh, I failed forward, just, failed. just another opportunity to grow. I'm just really developing, just find out what I'm not called to do. Right. Come on now, come on somebody all right, fail, fail, fail trying, failure is necessary to learn and develop, here's, here's the, here's another one, so, so you got to uh, discover your gifts, develop your gifts, and use, use your gifts, how do I use my gifts, when I develop them, when I discover, start developing, start using, how do I do that, this is what you, ha- everybody in here has to do this, you have to, absolutely necessary, there's no option for this right here, That you have to press through the doubt, rejection, and fear. Every one of us. Because the devil does not like what you're called to do. So there is going to be doubt, rejection, and fear along the way. But if you want to operate in them. When I went to show my, my little Bible college buddy my Bible notes for the next day, I was about to preach in class. That brother shot me down. But I had to press through the doubt, the rejection, and the fear. What if I got, what if I just crumbled and didn't show up for class? Would I be doing what I'm called to be doing right now? Would I have a step in? And I'm not saying we we don't go through those things and get back on track. But hear what I'm saying. Everyone in here, if you're going to do what God, 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 God has placed inside of you, you have to press through doubt, rejection, and fear to operate in it. All right? Seize the opportunities. Here's another one in using your gifts. I'll just give you this and I'll go to my next point. But you got to seize the opportunities, even if they are relatively small. Don't despise small beginnings. That's how God operates. God loves small beginnings. The word is a seed. Your faith is a seed. That's where God is. God is in the small beginning. And sometimes we'll, we'll get a seed of a word or a seed of a gift. I, had, I just had a glimpse in my Bible college class. I was 21 years old. I had a glimpse. It was a seed. And I was like, oh man, this is a little Bible college class. A bunch of people that don't even think I'm called anointed and gifted. But it's just a seed. But 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 you have to seize the seed time, if you want to harvest, amen. Even if it's small, I'm here to tell you right now it's gonna be small. And some of some sometimes the struggle is like, man, it's been small for a minute, Pastor Sean. You keep working it. Seed time and harvest. You keep working, man. You know we're farmers and we're we're uh, we're you know spiritual growth is. Like, um, what's the word? It's agrarian. Is that the word? We're, you know, it's, it, it's, time, it's agricultural. It's time. It's water. It's seed. It's pruning. It's, it's a, it's a garden. It's, it's this time. It's, it's like God just l- operates like that. Everything God builds takes time. You know, it took them two, what? 2,000 years, you know, um, from a certain point in scripture to Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus came at the appointed time. Think about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you know, Ruth and Ezra, all that. The prophets. People are like, where is this savior that the prophets have been speaking about? Like, we're still sacrificing lambs. You're saying there's a king coming. You know what I mean? Like, there's time. In this, in this, all right? So use your gifts. Here we go. Here's my, here's my second point. And I only have two more points. And then we're going to be out of here. Here it is. Good stewards. Bless others with what God has given them. Stewardship. Good stewardship is somebody's life better because of your gifts. It's not like just that I am gifted, but I have blessed an environment. I have released my talent into the earth and people are affected. That is good stewardship. That my, what God put in me is now out here. What God put in me, I'm, I'm, you know, God give give people um, a gift to play an instrument. It's not enough to be gifted, called, and anointed. They got to play that thing, release that gift. People called to preach and prophesy. It's not enough for a prophet to be anointed. They got to open the mouth and release that word, even in a relatively small environment. All right, so good stewards bless others with what God has given them. Here it is, Romans chapter 14, verse 12. Good stewards bless others with what God, are you guys getting something out of this? Here it is, this powerful scripture. Romans chapter 12, sorry, chapter 14, verse 12. So then each of us, somebody say everybody. Look at the person next to you, tell me that means you. Look at somebody else, say that means us. So then each one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Somebody say stewardship. stewardship. We're going to give an account. This is the thing. Stewardship is this. What is stewardship? What is the heart of stewardship? Having an eternal perspective on everything. This is stewardship. Having an eternal perspective. And what I do today is going to affect me because every last one of us, I'm here to tell you, you're going to cross over one day. It's appointed for man once to die after that, the judgment. I'm here to encourage you today. Every last one of us is going to die. I'm trying to encourage you today. We're, I mean, it's an eternal. I am stewarding this. This is like, I'm not trying to waste time. I'm not trying to waste my gifts. I'm not trying to bury my gifts. Time is short. The Bible says it's like a vapor. It's like a vapor. It's here and gone. The older you get, it's like, my goodness, I've been married Close to 11 years. Whoa, Jesus! What happened? I have three children. I still feel like I'm 21. <laughs> Come on now. I'm not going to share this, but one of my really good friends sent me an email on my birthday. It was hilarious. But he's like, so anyway. It was funny. It was encouraging. (laughs) I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, happy birthday, you old fart, or something like that. So so funny. It was was literally the best email I got on my birthday. I was like, this is amazing, because the person's about my age, too. So, you know. Okay, anyway, where was I, guys? What we do with our gifts today echoes in eternity. What you did today echoes in eternity. You're going you're going to talk about it. God's going to call, call you on it. Come on now. I w- I want some jewels in my crown. I want some souls in my crown. I'm living for a crown that isn't even in this earth. And and we will all so then each one of us shall give an account of himself to God. This isn't a a a um a negative fear. This is a healthy fear. This is reverential. This is worship. This is what this is all about. Stewardship is maintaining an eternal perspective on everything. All right, I'm almost done. Verse 11, 1 Peter 4, verse 11. And we're going to close with this. All right. As you're turning there, 1 Peter 4, 11, You're called, anointed, and gifted. Good stewards bless others with what God has given them. Here's the last point. 1 Peter 4.11. I'm going to read and then, yeah, go ahead. Let's put the last point. The goal of stewardship is to glorify God. Somebody say eternal perspective. Everything, my talent, my time, my resources is all for the purpose of glorifying God. If anyone speaks, it's just talking about certain gifts. Let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. The ability which God supplies, grace. I'm here to tell you right now, there is no grace outside of your purpose. Grace is in the gift. Even the word gift in scripture, charisma, it means grace. So grace and gift are synonymous in scripture. The theology around char- charisma is God's endowment of grace, God's saving grace, but also the grace on you to do enable what you're called to do. It's all grace. It's not ability. It's not achievement. Theologically, it is grace. Because at the end of the day, as God escalates you and gives you influence in what you're called to do, we all need to just go, thank you, Lord, for your grace. It is to glorify God. All right? So, so let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. Somebody say grace. grace. Then in all things, somebody say all things. All things. Somebody say, everything. Everything. Somebody say our thing. everything. Our thing. everything. Somebody say everything. Apostrophe E-R-T-H-A-N-G, everything. Somebody say everything. Everything. That in all things God may be glorified. The goal of your life, everybody in this building, is that Jesus is glorified. Life is that simple. What's in you, the complexity and profoundness of what you're called to do, only points to one thing, that Jesus is glorified may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so my last point, once again, the goal of stewardship is to glorify God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.